fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we Hi, I am Reese. And I am Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. back. Hello. Welcome. We're back again. For more L's. More L's. Yeah. Taking a lot of L's. This week we'll be reviewing the TV show Lucifer, the movie The Lincoln Lawyer, Mm -hmm. Um, the concept of loose ends just as an idea. There's a lot um, there. There's a, so there's, much to cover. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be like a madcap ride through time and space. I'm excited to be on a madcap ride with you. Uh, and <laughs> I'm excited to be on a mad, yeah. madcap ride with you too. Um, normally, this would be an auto straddle podcast where we talk about the L word, but I think right. we just throw all that out the window. We've moved today. past that at this point. I like, think we've we're grown. Good. We like, changed. We did it. You know, like yeah. we're good. Yeah. Let's move on. You know, right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel really good about. I think that we should just um, just be done. <laughs> I know that this is that we're joking, but also I do feel that we should have last time kind of said like an elegy because um, it, last week's episode was the last good episode of the series. Oh, God, you're right. Should we do it right now? Should we do some <laughs> sort of like dearly some- <laughs> beloved? We are gathered here yes. today. <laughs> To talk about the L word, but specifically first, we would like to say a fond fond farewell. farewell. Whoa, Mm -hmm. we said fond farewell at the same time. (laughs) We would like to bid a fond farewell to the hope that an episode Uh could be good. Yes. Because it's over now. Mm -hmm. There will be, there's one episode in in season six that's like has some good parts. The dance off one. The (laughs) dance. That one's the the best part of season six. On the whole is so poor. It's like, so it's upsetting. So, so bad that even its best episode is still terrible. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. And the final two episodes of season five are a real bummer. Fine. Yeah. yeah they're, they're like, just, okay. It's like they're they're trying to set you up for just the complete catastrophe that is season <laughs> six, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Us in. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Who knows? I mean, we'll ne- you know what? We'll never know. We'll never know. Like so many things we won't know. But what we do know is that there will be all the best episodes of the show are officially behind us. They are. And we will now be riding off into the sunset. And by sunset, I mean the fiery pits of hell. Correct. But we're doing it together. There's no one no one else I'd rather go to the fiery pits of hell with. Probably, same, same. Than you and our friends on yeah. Hellward. Um, exactly. At this point, I believe I still like Shane. Yeah. Shane is fine. Um... Everyone is kind of um, fucking Tasha. up. You're right. Tasha is still great. Shane is still great. I'm having a hard time thinking of anyone else who is. Tina's not bad. No, Tina's still not bad. Tina's fine. Which is, I mean, Which, God. I mean, what a Whoever shock. thought we would be here. Truly. Never know? saw At this coming. At this point, Tina apologists. Jesus. I mean, man, 2020 is Ooh. quite a year. 2020. You know who else is fine, Carly? Nope. Against popular belief. It's Max. Um, Max is great. Max is still great, even though no one appreciates it except for Tom. Briefly, they appreciate Max this week. There's a real right. like. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get there. But um, we'll get there. 
Should we begin this journey? Yeah, let's do it. Today's episode is season five, episode 11, the penultimate episode of season five entitled Lunar Cycle, which is period because last week was called Life Cycle. Mm. And I hope next week's is called Soul Cycle. Um, <laughs> Me too. Lol Cycle. Ever- <laughs> this it's like episode, Soul Cycle, but with stand up comedy instead of inspiring. I, I love it. That. Do you want to come? I would love Do to. It? Yeah. Okay. Get but I can I get on? Can I clip in? Yeah. Okay. I got to clip in. I got the shoes and I got to clip in the the shoes. Yeah. Clip in. Okay. I'm going to clip in. in. Okay. Hey, everyone. Clip in. It's time for (laughs) Lunar Cycle. Clip in. This episode where everyone's PMSing and they talk about it 17% of the episode. This -hmm. was written by Eileen Chaikin and directed by Bob Ashman, who is the Mm -hmm. longstanding cinematographer of the show. Uh, And I believe this was his first and only episode that he directed. It's pretty common for DPs and folks that work on a show for a long time to eventually direct an episode. Um, You see it with actors a lot. Um, DPs get to do that a lot. Occasionally you'll see like a script supervisor or something like that, even a writer. But um, so this was not, I actually forgot he directed an episode, but this is not out of the ordinary um, at all. Were they like, oh, let's put Bob on the period episode? Yeah, it's an interesting choice for sure. But um, who knows? Who knows how this happened? Nice work, Bob. Um, This originally aired March 16th, 2008. I believe it. That checks out. (laughs) Pretty. Yeah, that that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, that tracks. This feels like a mid-March 2016. Ides of March. Sure. Yeah. Kind of vibe. Yeah, definitely has an Ides of March vibe. Super vibes. Mm hmm. I guess we have no choice now but to recap this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Here we go. We open in the screening room. Okay, so yesterday with my friends, we hate watched the entirety of Emily in Paris. Ooh. So I feel yesterday when I was first watching this episode, which was before Emily in Paris, I would have said that the thing I'm watching on my screen this this film lay girls Mm -hmm. is the worst thing i've ever seen but it's not anymore it's the second worst the worst thing i've ever seen happened yesterday and it was called emily in paris it's worse Um, than season six of this show yeah i have no desire to watch it i've seen lots of people talking about it and i just don't have any interest in watching it but it's been entertaining to watch people saying things about it online but and terrible outfits terrible outfits yeah yeah terrible outfits the thing about season six is Honestly, how many people even watched it? That's Emily fair. in Paris is doing far more damage. It's reaching a <laughs> far larger audience than season six ever did. Yeah. But anyway, so we are watching a cut of the opening scene of Lay Girls. Yep. Uh, and they have bastardized this. This true is story. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, I love I love this editor, this poor <laughs> suffering editor. You know, she has been in hell having to work on uh-huh. this project. It's just like, yeah. what is this footage? Um, the movie footage is bizarrely stylized in this sort Everyone's of like, like a, they're in a kid's show. Yeah. Like the it's the it's this mix of like kids show and, green. Yeah. and then like 70s aesthetic. Yeah. That makes very little sense. And and they also, I guess, even Shane, Sean is just like completely they're not even trying to make Sean like even slightly masked. They've just gone full femme. Everyone's femme. Fun. Everyone's white. Everyone's femme. Everyone's it's, white. And it's the scene, so it's supposed to be the scene where like where Tina is there at the planet with her friends and Beth comes in and is like, I want to get back with you. And she's like, did you tell her in person or on the phone? 
Why does that matter? Because I drove by the house at 2 a.m. and your car wasn't there. Did you fuck all night before you told her I was the love of your life this morning? And then she flips the table. It's yeah. an incredible L word scene. But it, I think we can all agree. It's been ruined. Destroyed. I know you're all sitting there judging me. And I guess I deserve it. I fucked up. But there's something I need to say. We should go. Yeah. No. Stay. Please. You have something to say? Go ahead. Say it in front of our friends. You know, I just left the plumber's house. You just came from her house. I told her that I love you. That you're the love of my life. And I'm never going to see her again. If I'm the love of your life, then why did you fuck her? Destroyed, just bashed to pieces and thrown against the wall like a glass bowl in a fight. Was Jenny even at the planet when that scene happened the first time? I meant to go back and check and then I didn't. That's the thing that's also funny is like Jenny is like Jenny, I I say in quotes, is like telling the story and she wasn't there for so many parts of it. And yet her recreations of it match the show. (laughs) Isn't that stunning? Yeah, I wonder wonder if maybe Sean told her. But but I guess the thing is that this does answer one question for me because this scene is from season two, which is the scene that Helena did arrive in. Mm. So so that finally has been resolved and that I'll be able to sleep a little bit better at night because of that. Speaking um, of Helena, we, she really needs to hurry up and get back. I know. I'm impatient for that. I, like uh, someone, I need I need an outsider's perspective her. on this bullshit right now. Correct. Anyway, in this version of the story, um, Nina and Bev immediately forgive each other <laughs> or, and become best fr- uh, lovers. Best forever? lovers. Forever. Best lovers. Yeah. BLFs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there's like the conflict goes away immediately. Like, (laughs) what a great script. Point, set, (laughs) end game. Match, trophy, (laughs) you won Wimbledon. Olympics, Pulitzer Prize, Nobel Prize, go on a cruise ship. We're all eternally alive now. Exactly. Um, Epic of Gilgamesh. So the editor shows Jenny the scene and Jenny, she's got some notes. (laughs) Believe it or not, Jenny has some notes. (laughs) Um, I've got notes. But I don't think going back through the raw footage is going to help with my notes because my notes oh. are really come from uh, um, all sorts of things that sh- could have been right. fixed both in the script and in the production. Yeah. Such well, as think- not hiring Jennifer Schechter <laughs> to be involved in this project. Yeah, I think I think that's true. But you know what? I think that we're, what we're about to find out this episode is that this uh, they really foster amateur talent at Shaolin. It's you know? truly remarkable because no other studio does that. <laughs> Right. They really just, they want to take a young, plucky heroine out, snatch her out of her mundane life and make her a star director. Well, as long as she's conventionally pretty and sing, single something and femaling each other. Yeah. Theme song. Theme song, theme song. And then we go back to the real planet. Everyone is quietly reading the newspaper and eating <laughs> breakfast. And hating each other. Truly, everyone is in the worst mood. Correct. And we find out that Jody is staying with a friend, even though she has her own apartment. Right. <laughs> um, and Shane, <laughs> always, always the diplomat is like, we're Jody's friends too, which is true. But also, I think that she's going to be moving out of that 
that social group, circle. That, that social yeah, circle. I have a, yeah. I have a little tiny Just feeling a, that this is the end of the road for Jody, for Jody and and the and the gals. Yeah, the planet. I think you're right. I don't think she'll be hanging out at the planet in West Hollywood mm-hmm. anymore. And then who shows up? It's Don Dunbow. It's her lover Cindy in white pants. Oh, boy. And what's gone on with them? They found Ivan Acock. <laughs> That they, name. They, that name. They found <laughs> Ivan. Um, wait. Ivan. Do, does Ivan use she, her pronouns on this show? I don't remember. I always I, remember them using he, him for Ivan. Kit used he, him. And yeah. Bat insists on using she, her. And well, Don Denbo insists on using she, her to speak yeah, about it was Ivan. Jarring to me and too. it felt extremely jarring and very gross. Um, but we don't have Ivan here to ask. There. I do feel like pronouns. the character was like, I don't think that they knew when they built the character. I don't think that they. Well, they had no trans people on the writing staff. <laughs> right. And so this was like it was a straight white cis actress. How so. could they have possibly figured out what gender was? Right. So anyway, they um, they bought Ivan out. So now Dawn and Cindy own 51% of the planet, which makes them the primary owners of the planet. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, who's in trouble? Everyone, Kit is going to throw the table now. Oh, yeah. Just to show you, you can throw the table because your wife or your girlfriend of seven years cheat on you. You can yes. also throw a table because the owners of your rival lesbian bar bought out your ex-person. Exactly. And now, now they There's own your bar. There's a plethora of reasons to flip a table. Plethora. And this show really shows several of them. Uh-huh. Several of great. them, yeah. And that's really great. And that's important, Yeah. The only thing is you need to be careful, Carly, because if glass spills on the floor, you could step on the glass. You could get a piece of glass on your foot. You would have to get your foot taken off. Absolutely. That's the only way to fix a problem like that. The other thing is that Uh you're opening yourself up to a potential lawsuit. What if a patron steps Steps on the glass? Has to get their foot taken off. But maybe that's a good thing because if Dawn and Cindy are the owners of the planet now, they're going to kind of be the ones on the hook for that lawsuit. So maybe... Maybe it's good a good plan to knock all the breakable glass, ceramic, etc. items. Yeah. Hot coffees, hot teas. Yes. You know, this sounds really bad for people. It could result in injury. However, mm-hmm. maybe it's a tactic by Kit to destroy the planet as she has just lost control of it. Exactly. And on that note, if Don and Cindy would like to buy 51% of Autostraddle, um, they can call me. <laughs> um, I don't. Now, I don't I've never been involved in the in a corporate buyout of any kind, but yeah. I wonder if it's even possible for someone to sell their shares of something, make that transaction and no in no way is the other are the other shareholders like involved unless that was part of the contract that they unless that was part of the shareholders agreement or like of their uh, operating oh, agreement or whatever. But there's absolutely no reason why their operating agreement would not give kit any participation in these conversations right that's you can't just wild <laughs> and i would be surprised because also you can put in there like the default is everybody who owns part of the company sort of has a vote about that kind of stuff but right that's what i, I don't think they would have put in uh like a clause that like a clause of silence yeah <laughs> oh the other thing is that there's everyone's grumpy and everyone's like you're mm-hmm. pms and you're pms and you're <laughs> pms girls and then at one Periods. point um Max and Kit like lean over and whisper to each other that they're both really glad they don't get their periods anymore. And I just 
I don't know. I really enjoyed that. So glad I don't have to go through that anymore. Mm -hmm. I second that emotion. I thought that was like a cute little moment. It was cute. And the way they shot it was great. It was like a French over. It was just really nice. So, you know, Kit's obviously um, not thrilled by this new She's not. new information. Um, but you know what? Before we can even get into that, Jody shows up. And what do we have here, folks? We have some twinning. We have some hard, oh boy, do we ever lesbian twinning? Oh boy! And now this had to have been on purpose. Absolutely, this could not have been an accident. So, what are they saying here? What are they saying? Are they saying that these two characters are too much alike to be in a relationship? Oh, interesting. How could we Bet's interpret this better. decision? Bet's outfit is better. Correct. It's also identical. There's a there's a cute split screen of Bet and. Because Kamala Harris Kamala wore like, Harris. a similar yes. outfit. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I have seen that image. <laughs> yeah. But they're both. And so you've all seen that split screen. And then Jody's outfit is the same color blouse, the same color suit. It's just like it's slightly different blouse and different suit. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Jody's is tailored as well. No. And I don't know what that's supposed to do for us. Yeah. Although Jody's always been kind of like an dresser. Like she's just kind of like she's never on her like graphic tees. She's never super cared too much about her yeah. her fashions and her style. I feel like she she communicates She's with the artist. world through her art, you know? And she yeah. doesn't really have the mental capacity like I don't have no. I'm thinking about my art so art. much that art, I don't art, even art. have an, a section of my brain available to to do, do fashion. Exactly. Um yeah. so they Tina <laughs> Tina's like I'm so sorry Jody and Jody's like why is he talking to me? Did you think I'm deaf? That was <laughs> Jody's so yeah. funny. I loved that. So Jody wants to spend some time together with Bet. <sighs> she, she thinks they should spend some time together. So Bet has to reschedule her meeting with Phyllis. And then Jody's like, you don't have to. And then Bet says, no, I want to. Like, this is the most important thing in the world this to me. This is just the first of many lies Bet tells in this episode that are all <laughs> yeah, very like, confusing. I, <laughs> I knew what she meant, but I thought it was also very clear that Jody did not know what Correct. she meant. It felt extremely misleading yeah it's also very hyperbolic because yes. i know she's talking about her friendship with jody yes. but also i mean i think a few things are more important to beth than her friendship I, with jody yeah. for example banging tina mm -hmm. breaking up with jody art. is probably more important than her friendship modern art <laughs> angelica more important i think angelica her daughter yeah her birth right angelica um they go to leave together and they're walking up to beth's fancy lexus and they <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but they're walking down the street and there is an extra um, outside who's on the phone and drinking a coffee and they're like doing the most. Once again, we have like an <laughs> incredible extra I didn't moment. see it. Yeah. They oh are like god. in an, a heated... Like a post of all my favorite Yes. Extras. Oh my god. Like a heated argument on the phone holding like Ooh. a, like oh a god, coffee cup see. from like a coffee shop. Maybe from the planet. Who knows? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What voice I don't know, that? but I liked the planet. it. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to have to go back and look at that because, you know, I love a busy extra. Ugh, I know. You're going to love it. I was like excited Ugh. when I caught that. I was like, Reese is going to love this. So we're we hop back into the planet. Um, mm -hmm. Now, cool best friends, Tina, Shane, Max, cool best friends hanging out, uh -huh. having a chat. So yeah. we find out that Jenny missed an art department meeting this morning, probably to discuss uh -oh. how disgusting that bowling bedroom is. Um, but it, yeah, or the whole design of that scene. How 70s the, the whole so film far, looks. It's like, is this the Teletubbies yeah. or is it? It's a, like a you know. Sesame Street production. Uh, but, but Adele, yeah. she went to the meeting in Jenny's place. That's interesting. 
And instead of telling Jenny about the meeting, she went yeah. to Yeah. That's not good assistant ing. <laughs> yeah. Find a new assistant, Jenny. But Jenny doesn't know yet. Because Jenny's not has no idea what's about to Adele's happen. Adele's bad. Did she fill out a W-2 or anything? Who, how, what budget is paying Adele? Is Jenny paying Adele or is the film paying Adele? I'm paying Adele. Oh, uh, okay. That explains some things, but not all of them. <laughs> well, we go back to Bet's apartment. Yes. And Bet is like, this wasn't supposed to happen, which, uh, yeah, no one goes into a relationship and they're like, I'm definitely going to cheat on this bitch. <laughs> I'm definitely going to cheat on you and then have a very dramatic falling <laughs> yeah. out at the end. Uh-huh. So, okay, right. And then Jody's like, did you and that woman fuck? Um, that and- woman. <laughs> that woman. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and Beth says it's not about fucking, but her and Tina never like finished and they have history that they need to resolve. And that they have a kid together. Like, wow, way to blame this. Way to blame this. Yeah, and Jody's Angelica. like, I know you have a child. <laughs> Enough. And Beth's like crying and sobbing. And jo- Jody's like, yeah. you don't get to do this like you don't get to try to make me feel bad for you right now right um and bet bet says that she loves tina she does say that she also loves jody and it's complicated <laughs> and i think jody asks her do you think it's possible to be in love with more than one person and i personally think it is possible i think it is too but um that's not what's happening here but that's because not what's happening bet, in this situation what's happening is that bet is like not saying all the words she is mm. saying like I love you like a friend like I care about you but I'm in love with Tina but she's leaving out some like prepositions um Jody mm-hmm. says she loves bet to the exclusion of everyone else which is a really yeah why is everyone talking in code here like I guess that's like how we have to get through this because if, if everybody said <laughs> what they meant then they wouldn't be having a fight anymore they would just be broken up yeah but Jody says she's gonna fight for bet which is um a terrible idea yeah, don't. Also, if Bet's the cheater, Bet should be have to exactly. fight for her. Anyway, so Allison, it's time <laughs> for House, House Hunters, Hunters, starring West Hollywood, starring Allison Tasha. Tasha's priorities: inexpensive, has a bedroom. Alice's priorities: in a hot neighborhood, <laughs> man cave, has a big bedroom, granite countertops, <laughs> three dead, three, three. deads, <laughs> three dens. <laughs> Several parlors, an, an atrium, space. a fountain out front with little with mouths of lesbians having water spurt out of them. And then there's, a, you know, and then it's like a big fountain and all around it. There's little, little tiny tufts of uh, shrubbery. That's what Alice wants. She's looking at an apartment. Tasha says, this is eight times the cost of my apartment. Whew. Eight times. Woo, oh, boy. boy. And Alice says, it's fine. They don't have to split it down the middle. And Tasha says, yes, they do. Uh, on this note, I would side with Alice. I think it's complicated. I think that when you've been together a really long time and you know that everything is like stable, I think that it's fine to side with Alice. And Mm -hmm. I think that like just the idea, like you kind of start to forget whose money is whose, like maybe you're married or you've been together a really long time. Yeah. But I think with these two, they're coming from really different places, like emotionally, psychologically, literally. And Also, Mm -hmm. are like in really different parts of their lives. Like Alice is on the verge of getting a job that would pay her a ton of money. And Tasha essentially Mm -hmm. is trying to figure out what to do with her life right now. And so that would create a massive imbalance. Also, Alice is talking as if she already has the job and has the money, even though she does not already have the job. Yeah, that terrifies me. That is actually the worst part of this is she's like, we can totally afford this really expensive apartment because I'm going to get this job. And it's like, uh, that is terrifying. 
The reason I side with Alice is because I think that if Alice has things about the apartment that she wants in the apartment that are more important to her, that like she absolutely cannot live without, um, and those things don't matter to Tasha, then it makes sense for Alice to pay more. Like not if it was like an apartment they both picked and they both liked in the in the same, you know, split it on the middle because you're right. It should be like that shit can get very complicated and imbalanced. But I think if Alice is insisting on living in a neighborhood that's like nicer than what Tasha is insisting they live on, then it's fine for Alice to be paying more. I do agree with that. I also like I agree with the principle of that. Absolutely. Especially as a person with OCD who often has things that matter to them (laughs) way more than they matter to anybody else. I absolutely get that. Yeah. I worry about these two because it feels like they haven't had any conversations about what they're looking for, what they want, money, Mm -hmm. where they want to live. Like it seems like Tasha, we kind of get the sense throughout the episode that Tasha is still like really loving Long Beach and like she wants to be with Alice. But Mm -hmm. like it's tough because like you want them to compromise. You don't want Alice to just get her way because she has money and opinions because that's gross. And there's some like classism going on here for sure as well. We'll get to it later Mm -hmm. because it kind of becomes more obvious later. But this is a very complicated situation. And I think if they like actually talked about things instead of just going to look at apartments and then getting in fights at the apartments, that maybe this would be like a little easier for them. Alice says, I hope you bleed soon. I really do. We don't have to split the rent exactly down the middle. Yes, we fucking do. If I get this job, I'll be making a lot of money. Alice, can we just please keep looking? I hope you bleed soon. I really do. More period stuff. It's a real theme. Back to Bet's house. Now. And I just want to say this is so gay. Yeah. The post breakup where both of the people in the breakup are being each other's emotional yeah. support regarding oh, the breakup. God. It's so bad. Um, I have been here. It is so not healthy <laughs> at all. Um, mm-hmm. Also very gay is that Jody says that she's mad that she loves Bet so much. She says, I was fine before I met you and then like got feelings for Bet, And like that kind of seems to go against the way Jody viewed herself prior to meeting Bet. And that's super gay. That's like very yeah. gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I, I understand where that feeling comes mm-hmm. from. But they're dressed the same. Yeah. So who knows? And Jody like kind of gets on top, starts kissing her yeah. and Bet is like resisting and then. She kind of gives in and then Jody keeps going. And um, once again, I hate I this. hate it so much. We'll address the uh, consent yes. of it all once we get to the next piece of yes. their little, uh, their next scene yes. together. But first, uh, we go first back to set. Tina is in her production office. She drafts a text to Bet, and she says, I hope it's not too awful. Miss you. Oh, man, Tina, you have no idea what's going on at your old house right now. Uh-uh. But first, Sam, the hot DP is here and she yeah, is wearing a bandana. Wearing a bandana. She remains very attractive. Um, Tina tells yeah. her she's uh, pretty worried about the film, which, um, yeah, I would be. I think being worried about this film is the correct uh, feeling to have throughout the entirety of the season. But she also says that she thinks it's a good movie. I know. That's weird. Sam's like, I think it's going to be okay. And she's like, Jenny made yeah. some really interesting stylistic choices. And I was like, oh, the like romper room sets. <gasps> Tina's like, yeah, like they both seem to feel suddenly they both seem to feel as though this is going to be a good film. 
just in time for it to be torpedoed. Yeah, this they is, decide it's, it's a good film with some good choices. They just suddenly, even though Tina started the scene, very worried about the film. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Aaron's here and he wants Tina in the conference room. Stat! He probably still doesn't know what her job title is. He's like, what are you, a PA? She's like, like the <laughs> bandana producer. girl, get out of here. We're going to the he conference like, room. He's never seen Sam before. She's like, I'm here literally every day. Yeah. I'm literally the, the DP. So yeah. Tina walks in and she's like, all right, what now? And so we let's set the stage. This is very dramatic. I wish they had done conference this room. like mid-afternoon <laughs> more like they did the like she bar shakedown because that would have been much funnier yeah. but this is supposed to be serious we've got Aaron we've got Tina we've got Jenny we've got Adele and we've got Nikki's manager agent people manager and agent mm-hmm. um what's going on well Adele's gonna lead this meeting in her leather pants <laughs> Adele is gonna start off this film festival with a little something she picked up on in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> And show them a short film. She pops it in to the, the DVD TV player. That, and it begins playing. Um, and before we talk about <laughs> anything, I just want to say that suddenly this sex tape had like a camera. Oh, yeah. There's like there's zooms. There's there's pans, editing. There's cuts. There's editing. I'm like, here's what, what happened. This, it was sitting yes, on a. It was not moving. It, it was sitting on a table. This is the show's footage of the sex scene, not the camcorder's recorded history of what happened. So that's a right. very interesting choice that they made here that makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so it starts playing. Of course, Jenny is like, <gasps> and Tina is like frozen in time. <laughs> and then they're like, we've seen enough. And Nikki's manager gets up and takes it. He runs. He runs across the conference room to the DVD yeah. player to get the disc. And Adele is like, um, have you seen any movie? I have more than one <laughs> copy of this. Yeah, I have 25 copies. And here's who she's going to send oh, them good, to. Oh, good. You have the list. Letterman. <laughs> Leno. Oprah. Ellen. Fox. E. The National Enquirer. Star. This is my favorite part. She's going to send it to Ola and also to Hello. Incredible. And to Perez Hilton. And I have a question. Yes. Whomst among these people, whomst amongst them would care? Um, none. National Enquirer, maybe? Maybe. Star? She was on the cover of Star, right? As a lay girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Perez Hilton. Perez would care. I think it was just like, is Oprah generally in the business of sex tapes? Airing sex tapes on her. And like D-list celebrity salacious stories? Like, no. That's not really her no. thing. It's mm-hmm. not Ellen's thing either. Ellen's no. thing is like dancing around with like white teens and giving them money. Yeah. And then like <laughs> being mean to everyone that works for her. E is E is, is Leno. Letter- None no. of them care. Yeah. They're all going to be like another <laughs> another DVD from this bitch. She's constantly trying to get us to show this shit because who knows where Adele even came from. I like the idea that Adele has been sending them DVDs for months <laughs> of just like random things she films. Yeah. Yeah. Adele is A, basically. <laughs> um, and then you barf. Adele is like, I just would want something like this to ruin this oh my beautiful God. film that I care about so much and like, this really oh important God. story. I like, really yeah. don't want to have to like do this, you guys. <clears throat> this film has the opportunity to change hearts and minds <clears throat> and like Jenny's so bad at her job. <clears throat> then Jenny's like, I'm going to call Willem and I'm going to straighten this out. A William and I'm going to call William and straighten this out. I mean, Will I am. I'm going to call no, Willem. I said Willem like the drag out. queen. I'm going to call Willem. <laughs> um, I'm going to okay. call William. I'm going to call Willow. I would call Willem. He would handle it. Um, 
So Jenny's like, okay, I'm going to call William. And Adele's like, oh, that's so funny because I already talked to him and he actually <laughs> agrees with her. So everyone's like, yeah. okay, now what? Like, clearly you're about to blackmail us. What do you want? But they don't tell us yet. Also, okay. This is just as a bonkers. side note. This film would be very bad news for Nikki as a public persona. Mm-hmm. It would not be bad for the film. No, it would not. It would have no bearing whatsoever on anyone's interest in if viewing anything, the film. it would make people maybe want to see the film more, which would be very disappointing yeah. for them when they realize that the sex tape <laughs> is much more interesting than this fucking movie. Yeah, the sex tape is definitely better than the film, but it's it's one of the best L word sex scenes of yeah. all time. Like that's going to help exactly. you. It's good. It's so much better than lay girls. So much. It's great better than lay girls. It's perfect. You should just edit it into God, the. No film. one understands anything. They don't get it. And so Adele's just like blah blah blah, and Tina's like, "What do you want?" This whole what is it you like, want? This whole thing is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like this would never happen. Like this no. is incredulous. So um, my least favorite thing in the world, in the whole universe, worse than everything that's ever happened, is blackmail as a plot device. Agreed. I fucking hate it. It is the entire plot of the show Elite. Ah. It is fifty percent of Pretty Little mm-hmm. Liars. First of all, blackmail is illegal. Second of all. Has blackmail ever happened? I also have to imagine that Adele is under... Anyone working on this film must have signed a non-disclosure agreement. So NDA. the minute she does anything with this, they she's under... She's violating her contract. Yeah. There's like a bunch of legal liability. This studio honestly could destroy her. And instead they gave, yeah. they're just like, oh, I guess we have to do what she says. Not to be like... Let's right. destroy like a, a girl's career, but like they could fucking destroy her. People have been destroyed over much less. Yeah. And literally no one has ever actually had a sex tape that ruined no. their career. No. They've never ruined a career. They've started careers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is not a great thing that this is our culture. No. But I mean, but it also like it shouldn't ruin careers. Everybody, ha- not everybody, but a lot of people have sex. It should not be and, a big deal uh, at all. Um, like who fucking right. cares? Yeah. Like none of it matters. None of yeah. it's real. I agreed. Black- blackmail as a plot device is so overdone and it's Tired. tiring. It's exa- It's honestly exhausting because blackmail yeah. begets more blackmail. So you just end up in this like constant cycle and you can't escape it. And it's so boring. I also hate um, when suitcases get mixed up boring. when people are traveling <laughs> as a plot device. Which I know yeah. has been the 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 main engine behind so many great great pieces of art, but um, it's one of my least favorite plot devices as well. Yeah, I think I mean blackmail is my number one, and my number two is still when someone walks in at the exact moment that someone is being kissed by somebody just before they say no, I can't oh, kiss yes, you. Of course. So that person is like, oh, they're cheating on me, and then they make a life decision based on this instead of uh, like having a conversation. <laughs> right. So those are so anyway. Shame on you, the L word. Speaking of shame on you, the L word, we go back to Bet's, <laughs> where Jody and Bet are somehow still making out. Uh, the phone is ringing. Jody hangs it up, and Jody is like trying to fuck Bet. Who? How many times does Bet say stop? A lot. Several. Several, several to many. Once again, the L word giving us a lot of really weird consent stuff that is just fucked. And also, the way this started was at best. Bet reluctantly yeah. agreeing to make out. It was not any, it wasn't like she wanted to in any way, or nor is she in a relationship with Jody where she's like caring about like Jody, Jody's happiness or right. whatever. 
in this moment. Like she's just, it sucks. Yep. Especially since Jody is the good guy here. I know. And then to have this, this like very like forceful. Well, they're, now they're trying to make like, her into the bad guy. Like the show doesn't want us to right. care about Jody. Like the show wants us to want Bet and Tina to get back together. And like this is the couple that is like at the center of this fucking show. Um, so Bet's like, please stop. I don't want to do this with you. And then Jody's like, cool, I'm going to kill myself. So. <sighs> Which again, this is a typical breakup move. Yeah, but, I've dated um, this person before. <laughs> <laughs> but also like uh then beth is bad is like i'm not gonna like let you walk out of here if you're gonna kill yourself she's like i'm not really gonna kill myself and i'm just like oh my god you guys this, this is, is so i mean it feels real but in a really annoying way these are adults yeah. with jobs and careers yeah, they like, are this is adults. ridiculous behavior for adults mm-hmm. like even it was bad behavior when i was 19 or 20 and dating someone and we broke up and she was like i'm gonna hurt myself and it's gonna be your fault yeah and try to make me feel bad mm-hmm. And that was really horrible, um, mm-hmm. really horrible. And we were half the age of the people in the scene. Yeah, probably less, probably less than half. More than. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Bigger age gap. And then Bet's like, I'm not going to turn my back on you and let you hate me. Oof. Like it's right. Like Bet is still concerned about what her like Jody's of her. impression of her. Oh, my God. And then Bet says she's going to fight for this relationship. Which is an Again, actual lie. Like that's not even bet. like twisting words around and like not leaving things out. That's purely a lie. Because yeah. you mean I want you to like me as a person and be my friend. And uh-huh. she keeps telling Jody she has so much respect for her. And like it's so gaslighty. The whole thing is really gaslighty and terrible. Yeah. Like this is this is a horrible scene. I hate everything about this scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, breakups, you know, they're horrible. Uh-huh. They sure are. You know what else is horrible? Lay girls. Um, that's which is where we go yep. back to the set of lay girls, and um, Nikki's getting touched up for the scene. Everyone and seems then to be working, yet there's no one in charge. In a flurry. <laughs> yeah, and then Jenny shows up and is like, and wants to tell Nikki what happened, but she's interrupted by the managers for like get away from her. And then Jenny like makes her speech that Lauren you should put yes. in. I want I want you guys to know what's going on here. That these people are they're 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 treacherous. And they're soulless. And they're trying to ruin this movie. Okay, that's enough. All right, somebody call security okay, right now, please. Security, please. Wait. Okay. Just so, one second with her. If anybody has any integrity, come with me. Okay? You can come with me. You can stand up to these people. But what I found interesting is that she doesn't actually explain what happened. No. Like, she asked people to... To, to come with her, but she doesn't even explain why she's leaving or who, like she doesn't explain like a anything. misguided Jerry Maguire situation. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah. And Shane is the goldfish, I guess. Yeah. Shane's for sure the goldfish. And she's like, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? And truly her, her very good, deeply loyal, loving friend Shane is like, I'm with you. And that is very kind of it Shane is. to do. And Tina would like to walk her out. Yeah, because Aaron, Aaron keeps screaming for security, which is laughable because, as we know, yeah. the set has no security. So there's two, like, <laughs> yeah. white guy, old like white guy extras in little security outfits show up, and it's just ridiculous. What if they'd been, like, security strippers? And they'd be like, bow, bow, bow. And then, like, One of them has, like, a boom box, and, and they, they was like, play. Blah, 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 blah. they have, like, tear away pants. Yeah, and everyone like, was party time. Just kidding. Awesome. 
Jenny pleads again for Nikki to come with her and her team reminds her that she is under contract. Yeah. Who's the director now, Carly? <sighs> Unfortunately. <sighs> Adele is now the director. Another first time director. I want to here. die. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see how she interprets the material. Like, I get it. It's a TV show and it wants, it's a soap. It's dramatic. But like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah, of course, Nikki's under a contract and her reps are standing right there. Like, she's not going to go with you. And you haven't really made a very good case yeah. to get her to go with you because no one knows yeah, you what's going explained on. explained it. No one knows what's happening. Like, Nikki doesn't know what happened. For all they know, you volunteered to leave. Well, you know, you just on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. You have to explain yourself. You got to wheel that little TV cart in there with the DVD player and play exactly. the sex scene for the whole like, cast okay, everyone. <laughs> True or false, this is a great sex scene and everybody would love be it. Like, this and is great. Be like, yeah, that's you, pretty good. Can you put this, this in really the film? Good. And then Jenny's like, I'm going to yeah, be in the film it. now. I'm playing Karina. <laughs> Myself. Oh, yeah. Jenny was like Karina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just wild. Um, wild. Okay. So now back with House Hunters International LA edition, <laughs> Alice and Tasha are again uh -huh. in an, they're in another apartment, right? Yeah. They are yeah. still arguing. Um, Tasha again says that she thinks the relationship's balance will be messed up if Alice pays more rent than she does. And Alice then says that she <laughs> refuses to live. Yeah. She said it'll be out of balance if you make me live in this shithole. Now they are in the apartment viewing it. The person who is renting it is there. Uh-huh. Alice, this is gross. This yeah. is really gross. Um, also, I think that <laughs> I do like this is like clearly like your partner is telling you that they do not want to be in a situation where the balance of the relationship in terms of money is off. So like you have to right. respect but Alice doesn't that. want to live respect where that. Tasha wants to live. Right. So they just shouldn't move exactly. in together. Or they should like I think they both have valid desires yeah, about where they want to live. And it's not it's not the same. So they should wait until they're at a different point in their lives. You know, like wait. Yeah. Another thing is, I mean, this is so dumb, but like logistically, they'd need to wait for Tasha to get a job or else they wouldn't be approved for the apartment to begin That's with. That's true. But they should wait. Alice and Tasha are both at junctures in their careers. They don't know what's going to happen next. They should wait and figure out what mm -hmm. their new careers are going to be, what their new salaries are going to be and what their relationship is going to look like. They just recently got back together and then they can decide exactly. to move in together. They're clearly not ready to move in that together. That is very clear. And I agree. And also... um, Alice is like, I have to go to my taping. And Tasha's like, cool, I'm going to go hang out with my friends in Long Beach. And then she's like, oh, you're not coming to my taping? And it's like, do these two ever talk to each other? <laughs> no, just when oh, we're watching. God, this is frustrating. Get a Google calendar. Jesus Christ. Then we go back to the studio yes. lot where um, it's Tina and Jenny. I think that this scene was improvised and it was not done very well. Um, that tracks. Tina is like, don't retaliate. Get your agents to help you. This isn't over. Johnny says Nikki's dead to her. Tina is like, I'm going to fix it. There's no way I'm going to let this bitch walk away with our movie. And Johnny's like, it is our movie. And then they hug. And then they have sex. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. But speaking of sex. Speaking of sex. We go back to the set. We go back to set where two people who hate each other are trying to shoot a sex scene. Relatable for many actors out there. Totally. This is the most realistic thing about this film is that two actors who hate each other have to play like <laughs> lovers. Vaguely European lovers. So Nikki's like obviously distracted by everything that is happening. And so yeah. Adele becomes like the creepiest director. 
It's yeah. so creepy. Were we supposed to think she was doing a good job? Maybe. I was trying to figure that out too. Like, does the show want us to contrast this against like Jenny's sort of like more frantic style of directing where Adele is like more like confident and like, yeah. Part and like lips. direct and like she has a very specific vision, but like she is coming across uh-huh. as such a fucking creep. Yeah. And also she doesn't pay attention to the fact that Begonia and is just like shifting her arms up and down over and over again as like a move. Yeah. Like it's just the like, it's like, but it keeps going. Like it, it's the way that you see in a movie, like the first part of a kiss mm-hmm. going, but when it keeps happening, it's just it's, going on it was forever. And it's like, what yeah. are we stuck in like a loop? We're stuck in like a this. Yeah, we are. This loop? is speed. Speed. If we could once again bring it back to speed. Yes. We're on the tape and speed, and Sandra Bullock is here, and so is Keanu yeah. Reeves. So watch, watch out. The fuck They're all out. going with Jenny. They're all out of here. Tina's calling bet. She leaves her little VM for late for Latra. That's uh, a word I just voicemail made up for later. later. I, knew, I knew what you meant. A voicemail for later. A little later. A little mail. So for guess later. where we are now? We're at the look. Uh, the the look. look, and we are live. Um, Alice has to teach Ooh. these dumb bitch hosts what fem and butch are. <laughs> oh boy. Because <laughs> we've got a new super hot designer who put together an androgynous menswear inspired collection. Please welcome Clea Mason to the show. Woo! Fashion designer Clea Mason, who won the prize for the best new designer at last year's Gen Art Fashion Show. That's right. And she's here today to present her super hot, super androgynous menswear influenced fall collection. Mm-hmm. Just your style, huh, Alice? Well, actually, Mary, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm actually pretty much a femme. Yeah. Femme? Oh, oh yeah. Totally girly girl dresses, girlish pumps. <laughs> Thank you. But bring on those boyish babes in their hot butch fall fashion, huh? Paris, Alice. Alice tells the host that all the straight girls want to try it, and they look at her and tell her that not everyone is gay, and she says, And thank God for that. And they immediately go to a commercial break, even though this was the opening of the show. <laughs> and she still has that hair. Yeah. That windswept bitch. I need to see it from behind. I I need to see it from behind. It's just like a collection of clips holding everything together. (laughs) It's got to be a little nest back there. Anyway, Alice is doing a great job. She's going to be a star. Maybe one day she'll have her own show that'll almost get canceled. I hope one day she has a show called The Alos Show. (laughs) Me too. What a dream. dream. We'll never know. We'll never know what's going to happen. We'll never know. Back at the planet. Kit is pacing. She's pacing. Uh, sh- she pulls out her gun. She loads it. Why? 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 Kit. So or what? Let me get this straight. What? Kit's reaction to these horrible, uh-huh. horrible people buying out her venue mm-hmm. from under her, which shouldn't have happened, is to shoot them? Is that the plan? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I guess. I mean, we get moments of like Kit in a trench coat walking around being a badass, but like uh-huh. the context of it is what? horrible. She loads she it. Loads the, and she loads it with multiple she's bullets. She's like getting ready for a plan she has not really thought out very well because it would be very <laughs> obvious who shot them immediately <laughs> in broad daylight. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, she bought the gun at a gun store and the bullets. It's registered in her name. It'll have her fingerprints all over it. What? 
here's the yeah. question that we, I think, at home are supposed to be asking ourselves. What's better? Having Don and Cindy own 51% of your coffee mm-hmm. shop slash event venue slash podcast stage <laughs> or being in jail for murder. <laughs> I know which one I would choose. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did see jail earlier in this season and it, they made it I look great. I didn't care for it. Yeah. I didn't care for it. I'd like to stay mm-hmm. out of that. So, and then also to have to deal your whole life with knowing you'd murdered someone. Perhaps you know, to no someone. Wants to do that. Murder, you guys, murder is bad. Um, I would like to say that um, to Ellen Beck is like anti-murder. Anti-murder. That's the stance yeah. we've taken. We go back to the androgynous fashion show at The Look, which is fully happening. And is one of these models <laughs> Villanelle? One of Wait, them really? looks so much like Jodie Comer. The one in the pink bomber jacket looks like her. Yeah, basically, we've got Little Debbie. We've got the pink ladies. Um, I don't know about this collection. This collection is a little weird, although who doesn't love a Vespa on a stage? They're just like zipping around in Vespas. Would you wear these fashions? I would not. I would um, not wear these fashions. No. Hmm. Would you? Then they drive off. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> they drive off in their, in their motorcycles? And then they, on their Vespas. And then they introduce the designer, <laughs> Clea Mason, who's played by the legendary <gasps> Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky. We love you, Melanie Linsky. Oh. She has been in But I'm a Cheerleader, Itty Bitty Titty Committee, Heavenly Creatures, The Intervention, Mrs. America, this is a woman who has some experience playing a woman who cares for other women yes. in a sexual she way. She is great. However, her character, Clea Mason, is allegedly a fashion designer, and she is wearing a terrible, terrible idea. All of these fashions are a terrible body. idea, honestly. <laughs> these yeah. are not good. Hers is, hers is more subtle, yes. you know, yes. the one she's wearing on herself, but it's subtly offensive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no guest you could fashion. it's no vest you could gig in, but it is not good. No, no, it's very does have the Mikey's Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week. It has a real like tent it cardstock. Yeah, vibe. it has a tent yeah. it vibe. Just tent anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love a cardstock vibe. I know, me too. Who doesn't? So Clay is like this nervous little Nelly <laughs> up there. She's like he 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 he. She has an accent. It's very sexy. She's like the most awkward person on camera of all time. And Alice is like, what do you, what do you want women to wear under their clothes? She says, uh, I like boxers and briefs because it's liberating to feel like a 14 year old boy or lingerie. So basically anything (laughs) like that's all. Yes. So she wants people to wear underwear Mm -hmm. uh, of any style beneath her clothes. (laughs) Who? <laughs> she doesn't have a lot of opinions. What? She doesn't have a lot of opinions. No, she doesn't seem to have a stance on it. <laughs> no, she doesn't have a stance. She couldn't even decide what whether she was going to wear half a shirt or an entire shirt, and she just Both. did like yeah. three shirts at once in a way that was again. Dis- uh, I felt completely dismantled. I don't know who else did. This is the most the most awkward interview and Alice is like trying so hard to like Alice is having a great Alice time is having a great time she's like translating everything Clea says into gay they're like uh-huh. flirting awkwardly there's so much extended eye contact Alice is like kind of crushing it like she saves this interview mm-hmm. yeah she like, does the two other hosts don't know what the fuck to talk about and Clea's no, like they're upset that this is way too anxious even though they're both wearing menswear inspired outfits yeah. but honestly 
are somewhat similar to Bed and Jody's, if I recall correctly. Incredible. I mean, a lot of interesting choices are being made. <laughs> Shaolin. Shaolin. Uh, this is a quickie. Tina just tells Shane she can go. She can be go be with Jenny. And uh, Shane says, like, fuck Nikki. She's terrible. I don't. I is, actually don't agree with the fuck Nikki thing here. Like, I don't think Nikki has done anything yeah. wrong. Like, there was no opportunity for them yeah. to have a real conversation about what happened. So Nikki actually doesn't, mm -hmm. maybe doesn't even know what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. She couldn't leave because she was under contract. Like, I think Jenny was being a heightened dramatic state that she was in and, like, wasn't really thinking, mm -hmm. like, why could Nikki not just go be with her when they wrapped for the day and they could, like, have time to talk and figure yeah. things out but instead it's like fuck her and I'm like really I don't know I don't think she did anything wrong I'm not trying to be like a Nikki apologist I don't think she's that great but like I don't think in this what from yeah. what we've seen that she did anything terrible that's fair I sense you disagree I just don't like yeah. her because she was flirting with yeah Shane. I know I also just <laughs> don't really like Nikki but yeah that's why yeah. I don't like her I guess she, yeah you're right she didn't really do anything bad this time she doesn't know what's going yeah, on yeah she's like just everyone but if she knew what was going on then she could actually maybe change it by like refusing to do the film exactly you know? like i won't be but, in this film then, unless... and then they would but it's already episode 511 so they need to like they gotta wrap, wrap it up, up and that's where we're at so you don't know um jody and better stuck <laughs> and in they traffic. both look like and that's great. so miserable Being stuck in traffic when you're in a fight <laughs> is great um you know it's the best uh then kit pulls up outside of she bar and leaves a voicemail for bet bet i'm in trouble I'm going to do something bad. <laughs> like, well, you already know. Girl. So okay, now it's premeditated. So now you're looking at murder one. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> she left a voicemail on proving that it was premeditated. Like, I'm going to do. So I'm going to do something bad. Oh. Everyone's doing everything wrong right now. Oh my god! Everyone needs to think about their lives and think about their choices. Except Kit does not need to think about her coat choice because her coat her coat was cool. cool. Her car is cool. I just don't yeah. want her to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I think killing again is bad, and people shouldn't do it. And that applies for season six as well. Just keep that in mind in the back of your pocketbook in your headspace. Anyway, back to the CAC. My best it's friend Jack says. It's Carly University. Back to, the, back to Carly University. <laughs> I have put CAC. I, I just, you know, she hops around employers so much it's hard to keep track. Honestly, it's like, it's still arts. It's still similar letters. Yeah, exactly. California, Carly, exactly. similar. So back at Carly University. The Carly uh, Arts Center. James rescheduled some stuff. He couldn't reschedule some other stuff. Um, Phyllis is surprise, in Sacramento. W Magazine. <laughs> Yeah, Phyllis is really lie. important stuff here. Phyllis is in Sacramento. Maybe she's going to the California State Fair. It's, it was really fun in Sacramento. I have like one of the best weekends. Oh of my God. Life. Wow. There. Was, maybe that's where Phyllis is. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Maybe she's like me, falling in love with someone who will eventually ruin her life. Maybe. Then we go. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. maybe. She's have a good time, girl. Have a good time. Oh w Magazine, which is Beth's favorite magazine, which checks out 10,000%. W Magazine is so um, like sort of pretentious mm -hmm. um, that it's too big for me to take to the gym. Like yes. it's like, like physically at, at, too at, large. At this time, it yeah. was like, yeah, it's it's like this is for your coffee table. Period. Yeah, it's not a magazine that travels. You're not gonna take no. that on a flight. Anyway, they are doing some story where they want Bet and Jody to be power couples for art because the. 
Ellen story that they recently did um, sold really well, which is true. And I remember it. Um, she was like wet. Like she was like wearing clothes that were like, it was like a light oh my blue God. shirt. And she was like wet sort of for some reason. <laughs> Do you remember this at all? Vaguely. And I feel like those are where there's these shots of her like sitting on a chair in black and white. Um, but also, God, I can see it in my mind. But uh, well. <laughs> so Bet loves W Magazine, which was absolutely in character for her. Yeah. And Jody says that, yes, of course they'll do it. They'll do the magazine. Bet's like, we absolutely will not do the magazine. And then Bet's like, whatever, I'm going to my meeting and just goes to her meeting. Bye. Leaving Jody alone to read her diary. Back on the look. They're doing an online voting that you can go and vote if you want Alice to join the cast permanently. I think that's a great idea. I wish we could all vote right now for Alice. Yeah, she needs to be sending her friends to the Apple store to vote on every computer. Yeah, that's, what she, that's probably what she did. But we didn't get that scene. Yeah. Maybe it's a deleted scene. Yeah, maybe that's what Max is doing today. He's at like the computer lab at Carly University voting on every single computer. That's absolutely for, where for he the is look. until we see him soon. <laughs> yeah. So the look, right. So Clea is like sort of flirting with Alice yeah. and invites her to their fashion show, which they're going to do at the Venice Canals, which, okay. Sure. And I also offers to take her on a scooter ride. Hot. But she already has a girlfriend who has a two-wheeled vehicle. She's got a motorcycle ride, not a Vespa ride. She's got a motorcycle. And guess what? And she's Tasha's here. here. She. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So sweet. But also, I'm like, I just want Tasha to be able to have her own life and her own personality and still be in this relationship. Um, did you happen to notice the way all of the extras that were playing the audience how they were styled. No. It was like Midwestern mom city. Oh, cute. It's very funny. It's very um, like Republican wives meeting for brunch. Like it's uh, it's a look. It's a choice. God, and a lot. Look. I got a lot of, mi- I missed this episode yeah. that I need to look back it, at. Uh, it was a lot. We go back to school. Back to school time. After the meeting, Bet's back in her office with Jody, and Bet. Jody's in there playing with all yeah, her toys. She, was she like on Bet's computer? That's the I thought that that was maybe Bet's computer that she oh, was really? on was also, which I thought was very funny. I wish she'd been in there with like silly string like and like a bucket up, of popcorn. Yeah. Like, sorry, I moved <laughs> in. Dude, I'm, I'm having so much fun. Like drinking a hard oh, cider. Oh man, just wilding out. Um, wilding out. <laughs> yeah. Bet, so Bet uh, finally says real things. Clarifies. <laughs> and is like, yes, this isn't working. We're not a couple. We can't be in W Magazine. Also, though, she only finally really has this conversation when the maybe we're going to be in W Magazine becomes a reality and not like, <laughs> which is like comedian. Well, yeah. Um, she's like, I meant that I was going to fight for our friendship. And Jody is like, I don't want to be friends. Yeah. Uh, and then Jody, classic, classic next uh-huh. move in an unexpected lesbian breakup. <laughs> you suggest couples therapy. Therapy. She says, let's get a good therapist, unlike some people, Dan. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to go to therapy. I've been in enough therapy, which is not true. She has not been in enough no. therapy. But also, <laughs> obviously, she doesn't want to. And it's good. But it's finally just being like, I obviously have to be really clear here. Yes. And then she explains, um, as as discussed in the elevator episode, that uh, they are fundamentally different. They have different core and then jody says what are my core values and bet says it doesn't matter it's not a judgment (laughs) 
What? I want Matt to be like, I see the beauty in things. Uh huh. And what do you see, Jody? Also the beauty in things. Oh. And Jody's like, I'm wearing your exact outfit. Obviously, I also see the beauty in things. I'm an artist. You work around art. I'm an artist, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I built like an entire jungle gym and then I put 10 more jungle gyms on it and then I put it inside a warehouse and then I fucked you on it. Remember That's that? Art. <laughs> Remember how to drill? Look it up. Read a fact. Find a book. Get woman. The DVDs of the show and educate yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Get the DVDs. And learn a but thing, like, learn a fact. But that saying we have different core values and then when Jody asks her to clarify that saying it doesn't matter is honestly peak Bet Porter and <laughs> is deeply funny and just wow. Because they've been like throwing that phrase around and I don't think anyone really gave any thought to like what it means. You're just not in love with her and you want to no. get back with your ex. Just fucking say that. You have a kid together. You have history. It's easier. Yeah, they do. I think they do have different core values though. I think Bet is much more traditional. Yes. She's yes. more family focused. She's more focused on the family. She's more. Yeah, she's she focused on the family, if you might. If yeah, you know what I mean with that. She likes to plan her parenthood. She likes to. Uh, yeah, she's she's a little bit more like I think Jody's values are more like she values like exploration and curiosity and adventure, whereas Bet more values like like success yeah. and um, and money family status, and family, traditional money status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Tina, world's Tina. most successful paper plate. <laughs> um, she says they've been trying, but they will never find it. And Jody's like, "How do you know we'll never find it?" And she's like, "Because I have it with someone else." Ouch! But, but true. true. So, I also thought that at this moment in the conversation, Bet looked really, really pretty. When she like as she's like <laughs> fully breaking Jody's heart, the worst she is yeah. when she looks the best. And I was like, damn, yeah. She like smiles at one point, and heart, I was like, heart. I like was like, oh my god, I forgot how attractive you are. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but then our best friend James pops in at the best possible moment, and he's like, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Melissa just called. Is everything okay? Well, she has food poisoning or something, and she can't pick up Angie for a play date. Who is Melissa? I guess she's the person that the watches Manny. Angie. Yeah. I love that that fucking the Angus thing was such an important storyline that took up such a long time and we don't even get to know so us, who Melissa, the fuck this is and where We want to meet Melissa. We want to meet your friends. We have a relationship with you, Bet and Tina. We've been spending a lot of time together. We haven't met your goddamn man. I'm just nanny. saying. And that makes me wonder if we're still real friends. I worry we're not. I feel like this is all for show. Yeah. But we've seen you have sex like seven times. Show us your nanny. What are you I trying to hide? I just think that is she a Republican? Oh, is that what it is? Anyway, Melissa, the Republican, can't pick Angie up for her play date <laughs> or whatever. She has food poisoning, which That's is a lie. All, no one. Unless I tell unless, it. Because I get food poisoning all the time, unless it's me. If anyone tells you. I do get food poisoning all the time. Get food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I am so easy to poison. Poison me. If you wanted to like take Reese out, me. just poison her. Poison. <laughs> she wouldn't yeah, even, she wouldn't even Although, know something was wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't, but I have cut out a lot of food groups because at one point they poisoned me. Oh. So good luck finding one I still have on the, on the roster. She loves pizza, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so Bets takes TT's yeah. office and we have a bunch of the actresses from the film here and they're like pissed. We did not sign on to do an, Ad an Adele Channing movie. And I'm like, yeah, no one did. And they did not. <laughs> no one's ever heard of her. Mm-mm. <laughs> But also, Correct. you signed on to do a Jennifer Schechter film? All right, sure. <laughs> so you, like, what? knew who that was? Okay. You, 
you liked young talent yesterday and now that it's just like like a different type of psychotic bitch <laughs> now you don't like it anymore come on come ladies on, get with it internalized misogyny um so- tina like Laurel Holloman did not memorize uh, one single line for this entire episode. Every time she speaks, she is trying to remember what she's to saying. react to whatever the other character said, but not remember what she is supposed to say. Cause she has no memory of what she's supposed to say. Um, and I love this yeah. for her. I love this for I all of us. I think everyone should just and forget then- their lines in this up in this show. And it would yeah. be more interesting. Um, Tina's like, look, this happens all the time and you have to just roll with it. Um, which is true. Directors get replaced. Writers get replaced and the actors if they're under contract, probably we'll just have to deal with it. Um, you sure will. If I was an actor on the show, I'd be like, if we're like, just show me the sex tape. I know. I'd be like, has anyone talked about like why this all, like why Jenny got fired? <laughs> There's rumors that Shane quit. There's rumors that Adele is going to fire Nikki. Oh my God. Rumors, rumors. But you know what? This is just like the Lindsay Lohan song. Exactly. Rumors. I'm tired. You know what? I am tired of rumors starting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, I, why don't they just let me like, like live? Live. Live. I think I honestly what I would do if I was Tina I would be like you need to take this for uh-huh. just what it is that's what <laughs> I would tell them um and to stop spreading rumors and following me around yeah no more lying and, uh don't say what you want about me it <laughs> <laughs> it all comes around because as aforementioned at some point in our, the past of our lives that I personally heard or maybe invented that Nikki was based on Lindsay exactly. Lohan so as you can see it all and comes around. I it all took comes that around. As fact it all goes around, and have just been saying it. Yeah, not realizing yeah. my only. I also it is was Reese. I got it from somewhere. It didn't come just from my old noggin, even though a lot of good ideas it's do. True, you do uh, have a lot of good ideas. I do, but no follow through. <laughs> uh, Beck calls Tina. Actually, I mean, I guess I have, I have some follow through. <laughs> okay, Beck calls Tina um, about the play girl. Play girl. Oh, the about play, Angelica. The, the play group. <laughs> Angelica, what's she going to do? She's going to have to walk home by herself. How's she going to do that? I don't know. (laughs) Back to the mean streets of West Hollywood where (laughs) Kit is just skulking around in the... Skulking around. Skulking. (laughs) Skulking around. Skulking around. I say it as often as possible. It's what she's She's doing. That is a skulk. If ever I've seen one. Um, (laughs) That is a deep skulk. She's skulking around outside like the back entrance of Shebar. And she's just like fully standing in the doorway, like in the, like she's behind like a beaded curtain that is transparent. This is so funny. And what she sees is a moment where Cindy looks miserable with Dawn. um, Mm -hmm. And then the captions say that Kit is seething. 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 That means, does that mean she's the seether? Because I was always told that the seether was Louise. (laughs) Um, that's a very niche they should joke. Play that song. I've been like, do you relate yeah, to this? This is a really niche joke that I just told that only three people are going to appreciate, but I actually am one of them. So I don't care. And then before she, yeah. anything can happen, her phone rings. I also love that. Oh, oh, wait, but first, did you notice that Dawn said she wanted to have some sex before showtime? Yes. Showtime, the television network that this airs on. <laughs> yeah. Before we take this product project to showtime, she wants to have some yeah. sex. Cindy, Everyone's having sex Cindy on Showtime looks this miserable week. Miserable with her, and yeah. that's that's sad. But like, I hate ring, them, and ring. I don't care. Um, everyone's ringtone is Angelica talking. Yeah, mm, that's odd. weird. Mommy, what is she saying? Catch it. I don't remember what she says, but it's weird. Phone it's call. deeply unsettling to be like they're like about to shoot somebody, Sippy and then cat. like a, t- a like yeah. your kid, like a kid voice is like, "Mommy, 
answer the phone or Uh whatever she says. (laughs) So Kit Kit answers the phone and she's like, yeah, I'll pick her up. Um, Really a real save by the bell. Save by the bell. (laughs) Save by the child's ringtone. Um, And then there's this wild moment where she and Cindy see each other and they're just like locking eyes. eyes, staring through the beaded curtain and then nothing happens. And Kit leaves. And that's the end of that weirdest hell everything. Yeah. But I guess now that she's not going to kill them, I mean, what else could she possibly do? Oh, boy. Back Back to school. Murder has been foiled. And now we're back to Carla University. Does Jody want to ride home? No. But Jody does want to go to Bet's house to collect all of her things. Including her favorite underwear. Yeah. And her jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite underwear. Shunnies. I love this little, little bit of life. I know you do. Where where, uh, it's everyone's cuddly, you know. Um, there's a there's a bong. It's college, I I guess. It's like a homemade gravity bong. I was like, all right. You guys know that you can just buy bongs and pipes at stores, right? You're adults. But that's good for them. They're yeah. being creative. They are. So it's Shane smoking. Jenny smokes with her. And they're both really high. And Jenny's like, you know, I'm not going to do this. I didn't take very good notes here. I huh? wrote, Shane's like, fuck Nikki. She should be on the cover of Maxim. But like she already was on the cover of Maxim. I was like, is that an insult? So get she with calls it. her a fucking dim-witted actress. Oh, they should have put Jenny and Nikki in W Magazine as a as the uh film cinema power couple yeah exactly spin you just spin it suddenly suddenly that's what i do here that's a free idea is a free idea idea. you're all welcome um shane says adele's a snake yeah they say that she's dead she has terrible cramps is the wicked witch but actually she's talking about adele like nikki is like jenny keeps like sliding in and out of who she's talking about nikki or adele without saying that she's changing who she's talking about yeah jenny has Mm -hmm. cramps you just said that um and then Shane tells Jenny that she admires her. I, uh, I was about to give you a compliment, though. What? I admire you. You do? I think you're the real survivor. Mm-hmm. Ever since you got here? <laughs> yep, you had that. <laughs> then you're all... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but seriously, like you really, you got knocked down a few times, but look at you, you got back up and you wrote your story. Yeah. You put it out there. Mm-hmm. That's big. I haven't done it. Mm. <laughs> Very cute. Yeah. Moment. She's like, of course I did. Like you, you got me the job. You're my friend. Like you hired me and you're my best friend. You're a survivor. You're not going to give up. You're not going to stop. Exactly. You're going to make it. So we go to Betts where Jody has packed up her one pair of underwear and her jewelry and her suitcase and is about to leave. Her favorite. She says that Tom is on his way to pick her up. What a hero. Really. uh, The unsung hero of season five is Tom. And Jody has a wrapped box. Um, a gift box that she says, this was going to be your birthday present. She sets down the box. Um, she departs and then bet opens the box. It is a, it is a watch. It is a 
expensive watch. It's an expensive watch. What? What, what is <laughs> it's what is this? Just, what? <laughs> this is the most confusing <laughs> gift. <laughs> I and and that touches it like uh, what could have been like like this beautiful. Do you remember how Alice gave Tasha a watch at one point also? Yes, yes I do. Ever, what what is century this? are we in? Is, is, no, don't this, give... What? Don't do this. This is stupid. This is, <laughs> who... Bet is like emotionally moved by the watch. I wonder if she's like thinking about the concept of what is time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, is time a flat circle like this watch is a flat circle? And the answer, of course, is yes. Yes. So our final scene is that Jody could not think of anything that was, like, actually reflected Bet's personality to give to her, but it turns out that Bet thinks she did, and everyone... It's very confusing. ...has a watch. <laughs> everyone knows what time it is, I guess, now, so nobody has any excuse for being <laughs> late to stuff. You all know what time it is. It's time for Max to get home, because Max gets to be in this episode... For a brief for moment. Three <laughs> seconds. And they're like, Max, you're the shit. And he's like, you guys are stoned. Jenny's like, you're an and oracle. Yeah. Uh, they said that they should have listened to him and that he was right all along mm -hmm. about Adele. That was great. And you know what I wanted for this what? scene? For it to be three minutes longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely would have enjoyed more. There is a cute moment where they're like, which he's like, would you like some cannabis? And the way she says it is really mm -hmm. funny. Um, yeah. And, and if that like, scene yeah. could have been extended, then the, the final scene could have like never happened. Yeah. And this could have been like, I, I wanted, cause I wanted to see them like realize that Mac, that Max like, is a person. They've said it offhand, but like, yeah. Like when, when she said that, of course, Max being this kind, ever patient soul that he is, when when Jenny says that um, Adele fucked her over, Max instead of being like "Told you so, you stupid ass transphobic yeah. bitches," is like, "Oh no, what happened? What did she do?" Yeah. You know, <laughs> and like so, he never really, they never really got to like. I wanted them to like really recognize what they mm -hmm. did and talk about it, and it could be light; it doesn't have to be like a heavy scene. They're all stoned. Right. But I just would have liked yes. to have a nice acknowledgement. A friendship yeah. moment with Max. Bring Max into the, your friendship for real. He's your roommate, you assholes. Yeah. And he was right. Her dad was not a fucking traveling salesman. Boom. Boom. Uh, the planet. Uh, I hate this scene so <laughs> much. My, my first note here is, LOL, I hate this. Uh, Kit made Angie a snack. She goes to bring Angie the snack. Angie's sitting on the ground. She, I, where was, I, she has the gun. No explanation as to how. Like, it was in her jacket pocket. This reminded me of The Simpsons um, when Maggie <laughs> got the gun. Remember yes, that? Yes, I do. Didn't she kill Mr. Burns? I think she did, yes. I believe so. I think this is an homage. I love the L we're doing an homage to this, that classic <laughs> Simpsons episode, Who Killed Mr. Burns? <laughs> Except here, no one died. It was a big deal of an episode. Yeah, it was. It was huge when it happened. Yeah, everyone was guessing who did kill Mr. Burns. No one expected it. Like, I actually watched that episode, and I don't watch... I've never watched The Simpsons, but I got swept up in it. Oh, my God. My brother's obsessed with it. Well, um, so she has a gun, and then Kit starts crying. She picks up Angie. She takes the gun, and then she does... Puts it in a dumpster. The second dumbest thing of this scene. The first is that 
they, she had a gun and left it out and Angie got to it. The second dumbest thing is that she then throws it in the dumpster outside of the planet. She purchased a firearm that was licensed to her. Can't, why can't you just put it back in its little case, put it in your safe and lock it up? Why would you throw it in the dumpster? Yeah, Someone's going to find your loaded gun in the dumpster? That's uh -huh. terrible. <laughs> they could yeah. use it. And then it's going to look like you did and something it, stupid. What if Cindy decides to murder Don Dunbo? Oh, It'd be very easy to peg it God. on you. Can you imagine? I could already see all this in replay. And then season you know? six would be who killed Don Dunbo. Exactly. Which would have been much and funnier. Answer would be Jenny. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's a thing that happens. So Tina is there to pick up Angie. The snack is abandoned, by the way. And the, the snack, snack sounded, sounded great. real good. It involved like organic rice pudding I know, it sounded or something delicious. like that. Some like, I was like crackers um, from I'll, France or something. I'll take, I'll take the snack. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll give it a nibble, a nib. Tina's there and then, oh my God, look, it's Mama B. They both had the worst day ever. And it's, this is a moment. This is a little bit of fan service, mm -hmm. I think. Tina, Bet, Angie, Kit. Mama B, together Mama T. Again. Back together, where together they are Mama TB, otherwise known as Mama Tuberculosis. <laughs> and they have a little baby. And the baby just had a gun, but the baby doesn't have the gun anymore. It's not the guns in the dumpster. For anyone who wants a gun, anyone who's dumpster diving for a gun is going to find that gun. And that's like, don't worry, they won't get the planet. And Kit's like, it's fine. All that matters is babies. Yeah. And then Bet looks at Tina and says, hey. You want to come home? And Tina's like, yes, yes, I do. They say it differently, but that's the vibe. The vibe is like, come home I got with goosebumps us. Just thinking and about she's it. like, yes. And that's how it ends. That's the episode. That's the episode. These two insufferable do, bitches do, are back do, together. Do. <laughs> I don't think we were supposed to like this episode. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, it succeeded. <laughs> Like, because there was nothing in it that was designed to entertain us in any way, besides Melanie Lisinski showing up and being like, hee hee, lingerie. Right. Titter, titter. Come to this my fashion was... week show on the canals. Ugh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at Like, all. The, the stoned weed part was, like, cute and cuddly. I like that little part. That was cute. It didn't last nearly uh... long um, the rest is just kind of setting pieces in motion to wrap right. up the the season. Yeah. And I didn't care for any of those pieces or their motions. Agreed. You know what they say, Carly? What? It's not the size of the ocean. It's No, it's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. I have heard that before, yes. And that's all I have to say I about frequently that. find myself getting seasick on most boats. So I, <laughs> the motion of the ocean is sort of always a problem for me. Oh, yeah. That sounds tough. Yeah, I just in the easily nauseous nauseated person and i'm easily food poisoned there you go who wants to invite us over to play in their pool invite us to your boat we definitely will puke <laughs> invite us to like a <laughs> feast on a boat we'll both be puking by the Woo! end of it. but before that i'll have like an hour where i'll be in a really great mood i'll have like 20 30 minutes of like oh man this is fun before i get really dizzy and have to go inside <laughs> um well, well we did it we did it. We recapped it. Did you like Not it? Not really. There wasn't no. much to like in this episode, if I'm 
being honest. No, there wasn't. No, much there wasn't. Like in this um, next week we've got the season five finale. Wow, we Woo! did it! Another season almost finished. I can't believe it. Almost finished. Getting closer and closer to the interrogation tapes. Oh boy! <clears throat> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So, well, um, great job, great Freddy. job, Reese. Thank you so much for listening to To Ellen Back. You can find us on social media over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at To Ellen Back. You can also email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a hotline. You can give us a call, leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. We've also got merch, which you can find at store.autoshreddle.com. There's stickers, there's shirts, including a Bet Porter 2020 shirt which is pretty excellent. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And this podcast was produced, edited, and mixed by Lauren Klein. You can find me on social. I am at CarlyTron. Reese is at AutoWin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, Autostraddle.com, the reason we are all here today. Autostraddle.com. All right. And finally, it's time for our L words. This is the segment of the show where we end things by simultaneously shouting out a random L word. Usually these have little to no relevance to anything we just recapped. Okay, Reese, you ready? Okay. One, two, three, leaves. What? You said leaves? Yeah, like the fall foliage that we're not seeing. Right. I said lost because my whole goal of having WNBA themed L words for every episode has been lost. And I'll have to come up with something really crazy for the finale. So stay tuned. Ooh, I'm so excited for that. that. I have, I have to peace. So well, bad. then we should be done here. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye everyone. Fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we. Are.